We're recording, right? Yeah. Welcome to Gag Me with a Chainsaw. I'm Gory. What? You didn't oh. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is different this time. <laughs> Welcome to Gag Me With The Chainsaw, a horror podcast normally about 80s slashers. I'm Gory. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. And I love to give thanks. Yeah. About what? Um, friends and family. Turkeys. <laughs> Wait. Oh. You're, so, you're skipping straight to Thanksgiving. Sorry. I saw... <laughs> I saw one of those fold-out accordion-style decorations today that said, give thanks, and I thought, you know what? Let's do it. (laughs) Well, we can thank the fans for this episode. That's true. (laughs) I do give thanks for them. You're supposed to give thanks for them, too. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yikes. I'm thankful. (laughs) No, the season is in swing, Mm -hmm. right? Does it feel like Halloween-y to you yet? Yes. Does it? Yeah. Why? Because of Gertrude? <laughs> yeah, because Sarah gave me this little dancing hamster. She's a gerbil. Gerbil in our <laughs> eyes. Named Gertrude. And she dances to Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh-huh. But she's dressed like a witch. Yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> Corey is our resident gerbil expert uh-huh. on where they go and what they do. <laughs> They're historical. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're historical what? Meaning their historical history. Yeah, their celebrity relations. <laughs> Speculated and otherwise. I believe it. <laughs> I believe. I don't speaking, believe it. Speaking of Richard Greer. Gear? Gear? Yep. You shared a photo of him today where he looks very handsome. Oh my God. He had short hair like cut so close. And he looked fucking Hot. He looked great, but he has great hair he also. Has great hair. <laughs> but something about the close, he looked totally different. Close cut hair. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've only ever seen him with that hair, that silver fox hair, right? Mm-hmm. Woo! He looked hot. Yeah. He was with Lauren Hutton. Mm-hmm. Were they dating? I don't know. She seems older than him. Hmm. I don't know. He seems like the type, right? Yeah. To date an older woman. Mm hmm. Seems like the type of a lot to do a lot lot of things. Yeah, Corey. (laughs) It's okay. I'm into it. You are? No. (laughs) Take it back. It's out there already. (laughs) I edit the show and I'm going to leave it. I'm into it. I'm going to double it. (laughs) Um, I'm not into it because. Animal abuse. Animal abuse. Because you're vegan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What if he used a vegan gerbil? Uh, like a um, tofu one. <laughs> okay, it's uh, what's what's that other stuff? Sat Satan. Yeah, Satan. Satan. Uh huh. What if instead, you know, those little weasels that are attached to a ball and they wiggle around on the ground? Mm-hmm. What if that instead? That's fine. Okay, that's the <laughs> vegan gerbil. <laughs> those little Yorkies that do a backflip. The little ones that you get yeah. the ball. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Well, we should let him know <laughs> that there are options. 
I don't like that for him. But I do like that he's like, whatever. Right? Oh, did he have an official response? I think he maintains his dignity about it. Mm. I don't th- I don't know if there was an official response. <laughs> a press release. I never looked into it. I just said, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe the Rod Stewart one? Oh, what's that one? That Rod Stewart <laughs> had to go to the hospital because he guzzled so much cum. <laughs> <laughs> No, like I, I don't believe that. 30 gallons of cum in him is like... <laughs> no, that sounds fake. It's impossible. That Yeah, that one sounds that fake. That one sounds fake. What if it was vegan cum? <laughs> Still sounds sounds even faker. Uh, why? Because <laughs> why would you do that? I don't know. Sucking off vegans? <laughs> <laughs> do you think they've ever talked about this? Like, have they ever been in the same room and been like, hey... Mm-hmm like make eye contact and they both know the thing about the other like those are the two most famous ones right really oh, the marilyn manson one those are the three okay that, like, i, can I know the of. marilyn manson one i have never heard the rod stewart I'm one except shocked. for from you i think you might have mentioned i'm the it one before. spreading it around mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe i made it up maybe i don't think i did Huh. I wonder though call in and tell us your favorite celebrity oh my sex related urban legend i would love that when you were growing up, was there a kid, a girl at your school who everybody said jerked off of the hot dog and it got lost? No. Oh, I thought that was like a <laughs> universal thing. There was a girl at my school that everybody said she jerked off of the hot dog and it got lost. That it was frozen and then it was Okay, I was going to say that they're too soft, one. No, it was a frozen hot dog. That, that part was covered. It's too cold. I don't know. She was into sensations, I guess. Uh, that sounds fake, too. I wonder if that girl's ever been in the room with Richard Gere and Rod Stewart. <laughs> and they were like, oh, the hot dog girl. <laughs> and she's like, come guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is way off track. Spooky? Um, Gertrude would never do that. No. She knows some people, though, that have done it. <laughs> <laughs> because she plays girls just want to have fun. Like, yeah. She's like, she has some wild friends. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> fucking crawling around in Richard Gere's butthole. <laughs> hey, he looked hot. So I was a gerbil. I'm going to post a picture of Gertrude and Richard Gere side by side. Gear? Gear. 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 Why do I keep questioning myself? Because you are thinking of what's that other guy's name? Richard Greco. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe somebody should use a gecko instead. Mm, vegan gecko. Vegan gecko. <laughs> What's that? That's one of those like soft ones that were like not a beanie the, baby, yeah, the bean but they were gecko. metallic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you get those things that are like a wiggle worm kind of and it's... um. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a snake. As I know, it's like a circle. It's like a tube, and it has the oh yeah, and it just basically looks like a pocket pussy. Mm-hmm. And those were out, and we were all like, "What do we do with these?" I got it from the Natural Wonders. Yes, I was just gonna say Natural Wonders. You just fucking stick your finger in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I am a hundred percent sure that uh, those got fucked a bunch of times, or they <laughs> attempted, anyways. Yeah. But attempted. probably too tight. Yeah, you would get it stuck. I think. <laughs> um. Only thing off the top of my head that I could think of that you could fuck at Natural Wonders. Rain stick? Too big. <laughs> they probably came in different sizes. <laughs> there was all those pyramids for concentration. Like, you could sit on a pyramid, I guess. 
Maybe one of those like pewter wizard sculptures. <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't be very comfortable. No. <laughs> no, I wish we had a natural wonder still. <laughs> I know they don't sell gerbils because you can't sell live pets like that. Mm-mm. Remember when you used to be able to go to the mall and pet a puppy? Mm-hmm. That was cute, but yeah. sad. Yeah. But cute. I was at the mall one time and they had a Jack Russell puppy in an open fucking little, I want to say bin, but it's not a bin, but it looks like a bin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're going to lose that fucking dog because <laughs> Jack Russell's jumps so high and it was almost clearing it. Yeah. It should have just jumped to freedom. Been like, Maybe I'm calling the police. Yeah. Maybe it did. I'm saving all these gerbils <laughs> getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So it's Halloween because of Gertrude and Richard Gere is hot. It feels spooky. It's a little bit cool mm-hmm. outside. Um, I haven't been that deep in my horror watch list yet, but I did decorate. Um, oh, yeah, your lot- decorations look so cute. Thank you. I got a few things. We got some spooky events coming up that yep. we'll talk about at the end of the show. Yep. I don't know. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling yeah. the spirit. I think maybe after this week I'll be in. Okay. Because right now you know what it is. What? It's my birthday. Yeah. It's still birthday time. It's my birthday week. As of recording, my birthday is tomorrow. So I'm busy. Mm-hmm. I've got no time for pumpkins to be encroaching upon my upon my space. That's what it is for you. Yeah. It's not Halloween until after I get past my birthday. Mm-hmm. After that, Halloween. That's then, fair. giving thanks. <laughs> yes. And then... Advent calendars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the year, packed full. Yeah, you already got yours. I did already get my Your advent calendar. Mama. Hell yeah. Can't wait to eat 25 croissants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta put up a fucking croissant fund. Be like, if you want to send me $3.75, help me out. All these croissants are expensive. Mm-hmm. I gotta figure something else out. English muffins? It's just not as good. I like an English I muffin. I love English muffins. But next to a buttery croissant with jam, it's tough. It's a tough mm. sell. Well. Maybe a scone. Maybe change it up. Like croissants Monday through Friday, but the weekends, mm-hmm. something different. Croissant Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, English muffins. Weekends? Wild card. Wild card. <laughs> Maybe I'll just cocktails suck the jam. You did right a couple out. that you were like, this would be better in a cocktail. Yeah, that's true. And they were, but they didn't melt as much as I wanted them to. It'd be like cold clumps of jelly in there, but I drank it anyways. Yeah, it worked. It was good. You should make us a Halloween cocktail for sure. Oh, hell yeah. For when we do one of our spooky events that we're going to do. Yes. That we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are you watching scary movies? Um, a little bit. So I did go to the theater to see kind of a horror movie. It's more a mystery, but um, it definitely had some horror elements. A Haunting in Venice. Uh, Hercule Poirot? Yes. Did you see the last one? I did not, and I forgot that one existed. But I did see Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. Kenneth Branagh used to be like... A much bigger presence in our lives. Remember? 
Yeah. In the 90s. A lot of Shakespeare stuff. Yeah. We were really into that for a minute, like culturally. Mm-hmm. Wish we were still. Bring it back. Kind of. <laughs> when I watched Much Ado About Nothing, I was like, oh, I'm struggling. Mm. But I got it. It was like probably the most I've ever gotten it other than Romeo and Juliet. He cheated on Emma Thompson. Everybody was like, he's a scoundrel. <laughs> Does he seem scoundrelly to you? In this movie? Mm-hmm. Not really. He kind of like lost his faith. Oh. You know, and then he had to have it, a ghost experience to to believe things again. Did he see the nun? He saw the nun. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun. Some nice atmosphere. Yeah. That's cool. I want to go to Venice. Tina Fey. Tina Fey was good. That was weird. The cast was good, yeah. The acting was good. Atmosphere. The, a lot of the shots were filmed very much like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, towards like the middle part was just a lot of talking. You know, you got to explain what's, what he's thinking. Yeah. And, like figuring out the mystery. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Did you figure it out ahead of time? Kind of. Mm. So you're a better detective than Hercule Poirot. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just suspect everyone. So that's oh my why, god, that's why it's like you're right because you suspected that person at one point. That's why you're still alive. You suspect everyone except for the most obvious people, right? The ones that are they're obviously trying to make you think they should twist it around <laughs> and make it so that is the person. Yeah. Well, that's what about cool. you? Um, I just recently watched No One Will Save You on Hulu. <sighs> I've been wanting to watch this, but I haven't got to it yet. I liked it. Um, it was Aliens, which is not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. There was some... Sometimes I'm like, I get bored with alien stuff because what are we going to do here? You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, oh, science is so scary. Like, when I saw that alien walking by, I got so scared. And I'm like, you did? Looks like nothing, right? It startled me. Did it? Mm-hmm. For me, it was when the alien fingers come under the door. Mm-hmm. Like, that startled me. But the alien walking by, it made me laugh because it looked like Bigfoot, <laughs> like that Bigfoot footage, yes. you know? <laughs> but this was like really pretty good. Like I got like <gasps> in a couple of moments, not like scared, but like, um, what's the word? Tense, I yeah. guess. On the edge of your seat. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there, there was some like kind of different alien stuff in it. Like they weren't all the same, which was cool. I liked it. And also there's like no dialogue in the movie. That's fun. Oh, well, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. I want to see it. I did like it. Alien movies did used to really freak me out, though, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I was really, really afraid of alien abduction for a little while. I don't know what got me into it, but, like, I was so scared. It was one of the things that would keep me up at night. But it makes sense because it was very close to the rapture, mm-hmm. <laughs> to being raptured as being <laughs> alien abducted. And I was, like, really scared of being raptured, too. What movies got you? E.T., we know. E.T. got me. (laughs) There used to be this show on called V, I think, that had aliens in it. That scared me. Um, Alien Nation was another show that was on. I definitely liked um, Sightings. I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah. That wasn't strictly aliens, but there, there was a lot of alien stuff on there. I think Alien Nation had alien sex. And, like, there was some weird sex that they did. And I feel like I saw it when I was a kid. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, it really scared me. And Fire in the Sky. 
scared the fuck I just out watched of me. that a few months ago. Did you get scared? No, but I liked oh. it. I don't get scared. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. But do, do you think I they think come here? they come here? No. And do I think they look like how we think they look? Probably not. Yeah, because we can only picture like stuff that looks like us kind of. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. It like statistically just makes sense that they are out there, right? Like how self-absorbed for us to be like, no, it's just us in all of eternity. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to see them. No. There's been like a lot of alien stuff though lately. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess it's like long been this theory that when the government does admit to aliens that they would not do it all at once, that they would like trickle it out. So people don't panic. Yeah, people are not panicking. Makes sense, right? <laughs> I know. They have a hearing and they're like, uh, yeah, we do see UFOs. And we're all like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just trying to pay my rent. Yeah, man. I got school. Can they help? <laughs> Can they take some of your Spanish quizzes? <laughs> Can they touch me in the forehead? <laughs> Make me smart? <laughs> Probe me. Put the syrup on me. Do whatever you have to do. Please. Just bring me back and make me smarter. Or better at time management. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just far. They're really far. If they did come, it would be bad. Mm. I think. Why would they come here? Why? Why? What do we have? They're probably wondering if there's aliens out there as well. You think? <laughs> whoa and they have movies about us but we look like them and we're like stupid we don't look like that stupid (laughs) (laughs) obviously we look like this (laughs) um x-files used to scare me too a little bit pretty scary stuff though horny scared (laughs) confused Mm -hmm. tired because it was nine o'clock when it came on (laughs) It's so late. School night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of aliens. I was going to say, we're kind of doing an alien movie today. Usually, every episode, we pick a movie from the letterboxed list. Every 80s slasher, an attempt by John Hillman. But not this week. Not this episode. This episode, listener's choice. First ever. In the history of this podcast, Viewer's Choice episode. Monumental. (laughs) Yeah, exciting. Historical. And you guys did good. Yeah. We asked for suggestions on Instagram. We got some good ones. We made a little bracket. Mm Mm-hmm. That's fun. And our winner was? Night of the Creeps from 1986. Yes. And it's an alien movie and a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And a movie about friendship. It's so fun. It's you got a little eighties, you got a little fifties. Mm-hmm. Like Back <laughs> to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen this movie a couple times. Me too. I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. Can you tell us about it? Yes. So this movie was written and directed by Fred Decker, also famous for Monster Squad, another mm-hmm. movie I really enjoy. Wolfman's Got Nards. Wolfman's Got Nards. He also directed five episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Mm -hmm. He directed RoboCop 3 as well. Hell yeah. And he wrote various other things. This script was written in a week. Sure. 
That's impressive. Yeah, I saw that and I thought, wow, <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you had a week left, then you would do it. Yeah, if I was down to just that. Yeah, not left to live. Yeah. <laughs> I would do something else. I would go see the pyramids. <laughs> You're like, I gotta write a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask Jason, do you think it's too late for me to win an Oscar? And he's like, uh, no, I think you could write something that you could make a movie and be an Oscar. And I was like, well, I kind of wanted to win an acting Oscar. And he was like, I <laughs> but I, I would take it, I guess. Wow. You want to be an actress? Yeah, I want to be everything. Okay. <laughs> I, if I won an Academy Award, I would want to win for... Honestly, kind of screenplay, I think. Yeah. Like, in my cerebral brain, I'm like, I would like that. But my vanity is, like, best actress. Or, like, special effects. Sure. I don't know. Nah, actress. I don't know. What if we had a song? <laughs> best original song. Best original song. <laughs> that only played during the credits. And we played it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> For Guy with the Chainsaw, the motion picture. <laughs> People will cry. It'll be that kind of song. I think we should do it. We'll be like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yeah. When they did A Star Is Born. But we'll both be ingenues, unless you want to be Bradley Cooper. We can both be both. Yeah. Sometimes I'll wear the hat. Sometimes you'll wear the hat. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to win Oscars. Yeah. That, probably next year. <laughs> Oh, wait. I mean, the year after because, you know. Well, not in, like, March or whatever. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2025. Yeah. Okay. Take a little bit of time. <laughs> well, we only need a week to write a screenplay. And then. Get it made. Gotta get it made. Financed. Yeah. Well, good thing the strike is over. We can write it. Yeah. We were waiting. <laughs> That's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> we can't act in it, though, yet. <laughs> we can write the song, though. Can we um, animate it? Mm. And just have AI. No. No, Corey, no. <laughs> we're never going to get into the guild. Oh, man. Now we're halfway scabbing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Union Strong. <laughs> All right. Okay, so speaking of actors, we got Jason Lively playing Chris Romero, a.k.a. Res Rusty Griswold from the National Lampoon's European Vacation. Hell yeah. That's what I remember him from. Hell yeah. That's what everybody remembers him from. Uh, fun fact, he also directed a 2001 video called Learn to Hip Hop, and from 2003, Learn to Hip Hop Volume 2. Is it dancing? It's dancing. Have you seen it? No. Oh, oh he directed it. He directed He's it. He's not in it. Hope he makes a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you remember him from anything else? No. No, me That's either. it. Yeah. I always think of that girl, the French girl going, Rusty. Yes. <laughs> right. These were in the beret. There's a girl in the background in, the, in a crowd scene wearing a beret in this movie. And I was like, damn. <laughs> she followed him all the way from France. <laughs> Make fun of him. He's Blake Lively's brother. Oh, that's a fun fact, uh -huh. too. Uh huh. Isn't that weird? They don't really look alike. I think they're half, okay. half siblings, but still, very interesting. Hmm. Steve Marshall plays James Carpenter, J.C. Hooper. Uh, after this, he did a few small roles in TV and independent movies, but not too much. That's too bad because this kid's a star. Yes. Agree. 
Tom Atkins plays Detective Woo! Ray Cameron, and he has said that this is his favorite role, and he loved working with Fred Drecker. They should make a movie with him and what's the guy we love from Elves? <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Griswold. No, not Griswold. Grizzly <laughs> Adams. Grizzly, Rusty Adams. <laughs> yeah, Grizzly Adams. Yeah, right? Um, they would be good in a movie together. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be in our movie. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't think Grizzly Adams is alive. R.I.P. He probably died doing something outrageous. <laughs> Jumping a motorcycle over something. <laughs> so, yeah. Tom Atkins. Horror fans know him and love him from mm-hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, The Fog, the 2009 remake of My Bloody Valentine, among others. And then we have Jill Whitlow as Cynthia Cronenberg. She's had a lot of small roles. Porky's, Mask, Weird Science, TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um, we also have a lot of fun cameos. Dick Miller plays Walt. We talked about him before when we talked about Far From Home. Yes. But he's also in The Burbs, Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. We also talked about uh, the original Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. He's great. Yeah. Uh, you might have spotted Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger as zombie extras. I did not spot them, did you? No, but that's cool. I didn't know to look for <laughs> Greg Nicotero till today, so. Yeah. Howard Berger also did makeup on this film, so good job there. Yeah. Shane Black plays a cop. He was friend and roommate of Fred Decker. Um, so they're Black and Decker. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, they also wrote a zombie screenplay together called Shadow Company in 1984. Never got made, but it was supposed to be directed by John Carpenter and starring Kurt Russell. <sighs> I wonder what that would have been like. What could have been. Well, you can read it on Internet Archive. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. And that's all I got for cast. It's a fun cast. Yeah. This movie is kind of different. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a comedy. Yeah, it's kind of a spoof. Uh huh. On B movies. On B movies. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. I'm excited to talk about it, even just to tell the story of it. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Nope. Should we go? Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> So it starts out with our title. It's pretty cool. I love it. I think it looks really cool. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is one of the better ones yeah. we've seen. It's hot pink, has drippy letters. They're like animating all around the screen and they form the word creeps on a black background. Then we have smaller neon blue letters that scroll up to the top and it says our title, Night of the Creeps. In 1959, on board a spacecraft, Two naked and armed aliens race to keep a capsule from being released by a third member of the crew. These guys are clearly not familiar with the biblical concept of shame. <laughs> this kind of little alien is always naked. Yeah. Right? These ones had little little peaches, little butts. Mm-hmm. The determined third alien shoots the canister into space and it crashes to Earth, where you know it's the 1950s because everything is black and white. Yep. Yeah, we got some nice 50s music playing. I love this song. It's Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by The Platters. Yeah, it's a great song. 
So, a college kid, John. Johnny. Johnny. He arrives at Sorority Row to pick up his date, Pam. He takes her to the local makeout point where they cuddle and stargaze until they are interrupted by her ex, Ray, who is now a cop. Moments later, what appears to be a flaming comet comes hurtling through the sky and crashes into the woods behind them. John decides to investigate and starts up his convertible because, of course, he has one. This guy's kind of a doofus. Yeah. He soon parks and goes to look for the mysterious object, leaving Pam alone in the car while the radio warns that a criminally insane mental patient has escaped from the local sanitarium. This part is so funny. (laughs) She's like by herself and getting scared and the radio goes, Crestridge police warn the man is armed with a large fire axe and is believed to be moving west on Route 66 towards the Corman University area. Pam looks up at the road sign in front of her that says, Route 66, West. (laughs) Then she turns on the headlights and illuminates a giant sign that's next to it that says, Corman University, three miles. And she goes... (laughs) As his date is attacked by the axe-wielding maniac, John finds the canister from which a small slug-like creature jumps out and into his mouth. It was, like, so clearly shot in reverse. You can basically, like, see the string. (laughs) But I do think it's important to note that, like, almost all of this is played for laughs. Yes. That's uh, laughs with two Fs. (laughs) L-A-F-F. So then we get black screen keyboard synth, Pledge Week, 1986. 27 years later... Chris Romero pines over a love lost and is comforted by his friend J.C. Hooper. Just a couple of bitching guys on the prowl for some major league babes. They're saying stuff like, my grandparents have sex more than we do. (laughs) During a pledge week party at Corman University, Chris spots a girl, Cynthia Cronenberg, and falls instantly in love. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, this movie is chock full of horror and sci-fi references. It would be a fun drinking game to like when you're calling out everybody yeah. to drink. There's a lot. You would get wasted. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Chris is very Romeo at the beginning of Romeo and Juliet. Like he just, I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's in like in love with this other girl. Then he sees this other girl. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm in love with her now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he falls in love pretty easily. When Cynthia heads into the beta house, Chris and his wingman, JC, begrudgingly follow. When Chris sees Cynthia talking to a frat guy, he decides he has no chance with her. But JC says the guy's a bozo with a unibrow. He's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) JC, who walks with crutches due to a disability, heads over to Cynthia and tries to put in a good word for his friend. I read this thing that somebody asked the director once, like, why he was in crutches. And he was like he just is yeah like, because there's people that yeah use crutches <laughs> yeah he was like what happened or why is that anything to do with the movie he just is a person like in the movie yeah and i, like I was that. like that's cool cynthia seems flattered but she confirms that she does in fact have a boyfriend when jc returns chris presses him for detail jc says she knows her name for starters which for a sorority girl is pretty impressive This is like a rare misstep from JC, who usually has pretty good quips. (laughs) Yes. Not wanting to crush his friend's dream of romance, JC says he doesn't think Cynthia has a man. JC suggests talking to her himself, but Chris decides that what they need to do is join the fraternity he hates in order to get her attention. Um, That's a plan, (laughs) I guess. 
Cynthia's very blonde boyfriend, Brad, leader of Beta Epsilon, is surprised when JC and Chris ask to pledge, but he has a proposal. I propose that Brad gets purple shampoo. <laughs> yeah. He needs it so bad. <laughs> he is brassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, toner, babe. <laughs> you got to take that last step. He tasks the boys with stealing a cadaver from the university medical center and depositing it on the steps of a rival fraternity house in order to show their devotion to the frat. Hey, as long as they don't have to have sex with the farm animal, Chris is in. Why do they keep bringing it up? <laughs> like, I think they say it three times. It's like, <laughs> would you rather do that? Like, <laughs> is that what you were hoping for? To say so. <laughs> I feel like this is extreme. Is it extreme or is this standard 80s pranking? It's a little extreme. It's a different time, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think frats really did do crazy stuff like this. I think so, too. Do you think they ever did the gerbil thing? <laughs> Probably. Uh, somewhere. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Chris and JC sneak into the building and find a frozen corpse in a secret room. Um, I like that the corpse is wearing Austin Powers modesty frost. <laughs> right? Any naked person in a cryogenic chamber I've ever seen, they have perfect frost <laughs> over their junk. JC has lots of questions about what type of sci-fi experiments are taking place in this medical center. But Chris doesn't care if the cryogenic corpse is Walt Disney himself. He just wants to grab him and get out of there. When JC <laughs> presses the big red button labeled disengage, <laughs> The corpse is released, but it comes to life and grabs them, and the boys flee. The thawed corpse then kills a medical student working at the lab. And this actor who plays the medical student is such a that guy. Totally. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I think the last thing that I know him from is he's maybe, he maybe plays Little Dicky's dad on that Little Dicky show that's on Hulu. Uh, but I could be wrong. I recognize him from something. I recognize him from like a million things. Can I look it up? Yeah, look it up. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, his name is David Pamer, and he has over 200 credits. Whoa! But I think I know him from Drag Me to Hell. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember exactly who played, but he was in that. I know he's in something that's more recognizable than that. He's in He's in <laughs> Get Shorty. What is it? Get Shorty? David Pamer. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, he's in Ocean's 13. He comes to Ocean's 13 and they make his life miserable. He's in... (laughs) That's what I know him from, like, immediately. Yeah, he's in Get Shorty. He's in City Slickers. Okay. Um. Yeah, he is in so many movies. Holy cow! He's in My Name Is Earl. Mm-hmm. Ugh, he's in this movie Bounce. It's the only movie I've ever walked out on. Oh gosh, is that uh, J Lo? No, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh okay, but it is um Ben Affleck. Mm. So he's in a he's he's in TV though too. This only shows his movies. But you're looking at Letterbox. I'm looking at Letterbox. Yeah. You no, know, I am an IMDb. Yeah. Lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, we'll t- post a picture of him and we'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. And everybody <laughs> can say what they know him from. Yeah. <laughs> so after this whole 
situation that they find themselves in. They run back to their dorm room and they fly into the door and throw themselves on the couches. It's really, <laughs> I love it. They were like, ah, oh, oh, like now we're safe, right? Yeah. And then Chris and JC have a cute little argument and then ends in a pillow fight. (laughs) (laughs) And JC really is funny. Like, I wasn't being sarcastic. They have a fun little relish. Yeah. They're like, they have a little, like, gay panic joke back and forth. (laughs) They're like, fuck you. You wish. You'd let me. You'd want to. Right? Yeah. And they're like, we're friends again. (laughs) (laughs) So, all of a sudden we transition and now we are on... A tropical beach. A mustachioed man in a white suit sips a tropical drink out of a coconut while admiring a blonde babe emerging from the water while wearing a 1950s dress. I love that it's shot in like the reverse Esther Williams, you know? Mm-hmm. So this girl looks kind of familiar. Oh, it is Pam from the opening sequence. Now all grown up, Detective Ray Cameron is haunted by the events of the night in 1959. What started out as a pleasant dream turns into a nightmare. Detective Cameron sees the axe murderer butchering Pam in John's car and yells out for him to freeze. The figure turns his head toward Ray, revealing a zombie-like face, and Ray awakens in a cold sweat. This zombie face is pretty sick. Yeah. I like it. It's got big googly eyeballs. Mm -hmm. The phone rings, and Ray answers with his iconic catchphrase, Thrill me. Uh, when we first meet Detective Cameron, he's fallen asleep reading a Raymond Chandler novel, and that's how he talks. Yeah. He's like a wisecracking pri- private eye, but he's a real police detective. He comes into a room, and they go, Detective Cameron? He goes, no. Bullwinkle the moose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the detective is called to the cryogenics lab break-in, where he discovers one of the bodies, who just so happens to be Pam's date, John, is now missing. He uses his catchphrase, thrill me again, only seconds after we hear it the first time. And it's like already losing its appeal. <laughs> but I do like to think of this character like workshopping a signature phrase and like landing on that one. Yeah. How did that happen? I'd love to know the history of thrill me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just answer the phone with it. He comes into the room and that's how he says what's going on. <laughs> I would be like, that's a lot of pressure. While the corpse of John makes its way back to the sorority house where he picked up his date 27 years ago, the Bradster drops Cynthia off early so he can go do official brat, not, well, Brad business, frat business. Brat business. (laughs) Isn't it wild that they're like, oh yeah, from the 50s, 27 years ago, (laughs) right? That's like us when we think 90s. The 90s were 10 years ago. Cynthia is clearly annoyed as she returns to the house. Before she heads upstairs, one of her sorority sisters asks if it's okay if she stores some jars of human brains to be used later for dissection in the basement. Cynthia thinks it's pretty gross, but she guesses it's okay. What could possibly go wrong? Downstairs, one of her sorority sisters hears a noise outside, and when she slowly opens the door, she's lunged at by a classic horror cat. (laughs) In her room, Cynthia has changed into her white nightie, and when she hears someone throwing rocks at her window, she looks outside and sees the naked and rotting reanimated corpse presenting her with the rose. 
His head splits open and releases a bunch of slugs, which scatter in different directions. Called to the scene. Thrill me. <laughs> Detective Cameron finds the now headless body interpreting the condition of the head as the result of an axe wound in the face. Aware of his past trauma, his co-worker, Detective Landis, <laughs> tells him to stop living in the past. Um, he's projecting. <laughs> the next day, everyone on campus has heard the news. The headline of the Corman Clarion? Clarion. Which one is it? Corman Clarion. Yeah, Clarion. Reads, headless corpse found in front of Kappa Delta. The fraternity brothers confront Chris and JC, who they know to be responsible for the previous night's incident. Brad says, that was not too cool, bros, and tells them they were supposed to leave the corpse at the Phi Mega Gamma house, not the Kappa Delta sorority. A lot of girls got scared. <laughs> I hate saying all these frat names. I might as well say at the <laughs> Bunky Boo Boodle Bop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chris tries to make a joke saying, it's all Greek to me. That's what I'm saying. I get it. <laughs> But Brad does not find it amusing. Yeah, and that was like his funniest joke in the I movie. I know. <laughs> not a comedy fan. JC informs Brad that they didn't even complete the prank and tells the frat boys to get off their case and go practice goose stepping or something. Honestly, got him. <laughs> Brad is pissed and he kicks JC's crutches out from under him. This is hateful behavior mm -hmm. for this character. Cynthia sees the whole thing and is not amused. She does the thing where she acts like she's cranking a lever and raises her middle finger yeah, slowly. Hell yeah. Her sorority sisters immediately applaud the sick burn. That's why she's the prez. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia heads over to comfort JC and is formally introduced to Chris just as Detective Landis arrives to take the guys into questioning. And this is how we learn JC stands for James Carpenter. <laughs> Based on the testimony of a janitor that witnessed him running out of the university medical center, screaming like banshees. They say this too a bunch of times. The janitor yeah. is very tickled <laughs> to say this about them. They confess to breaking in but deny moving the corpse. That night, the dead medical student rises from his slab in the morgue and runs into the janitor who screams upon seeing his bloody corpse. He's laughing to him, himself going, screaming like banshees. <laughs> like they're just little bitches. <laughs> and then he screams. It's funny. Cut to the Delta Kappa house that now has alien worms skittering all over the front yard. Cynthia receives a phone call from Brad, but she's still mad about what happened earlier. Brad says, that's what I get for going with a fucking psych major, isn't it? And Cynthia hangs up on him. Good for her. Yeah. Another sorority sister hears the supposedly dead house cat, Gordon, outside. When did Gordon die? That's what I was wondering, because they were like, should we tell her about the cat? Yeah. That's the only indication that we get that something happened to it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I kept thinking Unless I missed, I missed it, too. We, can, we couldn't both be wrong two times. <laughs> Yeah, so they hear this supposedly dead mystery cat Gordon outside, but when she lets him in, she discovers he is actually undead, complete with a worm crawling out of his eye socket. Ah! <laughs> I like this. I thought it was kind of cute, actually. Yes. <laughs> Cynthia looks up Chris and JC in the campus directory and shows up at their dorm. This is wild. You can <laughs> do that? Apparently. <sighs> that seems not good, <laughs> but I guess maybe it was okay. I don't know. Maybe that's just college. Yeah. I'm going to find out when I move into the dorms over at Cal State. <laughs> and Jason's going to come on the weekends and he's going to take me and all my and friends to Olive Garden. Into fucking Rivendell. 
<laughs> what? They're all named after like um, uh, Lord of the Rings areas. Like they are Lothlorien. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know any of those. The dorms at Cal State. Mm-hmm. They must have been named like in the 70s or something. Oh, my God. Was really big. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm going to live. Yeah. <laughs> and when Jason takes me and my friends to Olive Garden, he's going to let us get Alfredo sauce for dipping. Breadsticks. <laughs> and everybody's going to get super excited when he comes. <laughs> and then he'll go home and I'll stay there. That's where I live now. <laughs> but he'll be able to look me up in the campus directory. Yeah. <laughs> So they all go for a walk and Cynthia attempts to convince them that the attacks are zombie related. But they are understandably skeptical. She's like, I thought you guys would understand because <laughs> you're the two weirdest guys that anybody knows. Yeah. When JC sees Cynthia leaning on Chris's shoulder, he leaves the two alone and heads to the public restroom where while on the toilet, he sees slugs emerging from the dead janitor's headless corpse. He's like busy doing graffiti in the bathroom <laughs> And I was disappointed because on my big TV in the living room, you could see what it was that he was writing. And I was like, well, that's not even anything. It wasn't like a funny limerick or anything. What, what was he writing? I can't remember. It wasn't even good. Oh. Not good. Like Striper Rules. <laughs> yeah. It does say Striper Rules. <laughs> and it, there's some Monster Squad uh-huh. graffiti as well. Yeah. And it says Fortune 500 specialty seat or something like talking about the toilet. <laughs> They've got weird graffiti in there. I don't know what's going on. And the toilet paper was going the wrong way, too. Mm. What's going on in this school? It's because the janitor didn't get to finish what he was doing. Yeah. I wondered, how did he not see that janitor coming in? That's a really good question. <laughs> Unless he just got moved there somehow? No. Because there's no way he walked into that restroom and didn't see him yeah. right in front yeah. of his stall. Yeah. Maybe he's been in there for a while, but he would have heard it. Mm. That's weird. Good question. <laughs> You got him, Cor. Put it under goofs. <laughs> he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And reaches for these matches. And he's like, got an idea. We said, whoa, he really stunk up that bathroom. Because <laughs> he lights the whole matchbook on fire. So he lights one of the, he reaches under the door. He lights one of the slugs on fire. And he tries to crawl away. But he is attacked by the other slugs. No. Also, he didn't wipe. No. He just pulled his pants up and got up. And maybe he didn't go yet. He was just too busy writing. Oh, maybe. That's the, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, he was just, or he was just chilling because you wipe and you get up and you're done, right? <laughs> yeah. So either he hasn't gone or he didn't wipe. Those are the only options. <laughs> Who wipes and hangs out? <laughs> get recontaminated. <laughs> just pee pee a little bit more. <laughs> Do you ever, in the night, when you go into the bathroom to pee, like in the middle of the night, do you ever have to ground yourself and be like, I am not asleep. Do you ever have to do that? No. Oh. <laughs> well, sometimes I do. I mean, if I'm high, I feel like it takes an hour to pee. Oh, yeah. But that's the only thing I can really No. Try. Sometimes I have to be like, wait, am I? Am I asleep right now? And I pee in the bed, right? And I have to be like, I'm awake. I'm awake. And then I freak out. Because I'm like, maybe this is dream me. Maybe I am dream me right now. And there's another me somewhere else that is peeing the bed. Dang. It's too many layers. That's what my award-winning screenplay is going to be about. <laughs> All these dream layers. Do you think, has anybody done that? No. I never. don't think so. I've never seen a movie like that before. Maybe you can have like a, a burned guy. A burned guy? Yeah. That what, comes into the dreams. What if I got Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> okay. Is he an Inception? Yeah. I've never seen it. 
Okay. He's not burned, though. He's not burned? What if we burn Joseph Gordon-Levitt? <laughs> this is how he wins his Oscar. <laughs> yeah. Big time. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, TM. <laughs> so, after Chris walks Cynthia back to the sorority house, he is surprised when she asks him to be her date to tomorrow's formal dance. Of course he accepts. Such short notice, but... <laughs> He'll get the tux. Yeah. He runs into Detective Cameron, who has overheard their conversation about the zombies. <laughs> At his house. Detect- about the formal. <laughs> He's like, what's she going to wear? <laughs> Who's driving? <laughs> He's all, let me tell you about my corsage lady. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you where to get an all white tuxedo that I wear in my dreams. <laughs> At his house, Detective Cameron explains to Chris, or as he calls him, Spanky, (laughs) that the escaped lunatic's 1959 victim was his ex-girlfriend, and that he secretly hunted down and killed the axe murderer in revenge. Of course he did. These two are so great in this scene. Honestly, I think that Tom Atkins is, like, acting the hell out of it. Yeah. He was like, Rusty says to him, did you call call the police? And he goes, well, kind of. (laughs) <laughs> and he tells us the story of how he did it and he rusty's like i gotta go i got a midterm <laughs> and he's like should you be confessing murder to me right now <laughs> but detective cameron is just like too into the story yeah i like this scene it's good mm-hmm. after cameron reveals that he buried the body under what is now the sorority house he gets a call thrill me <laughs> that the same axe wielding lunatic has killed the house mother he chopped his way up through the floorboards into her living room. She died doing what she loved, watching Plan 9 from outer space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the second Plan 9 reference in this movie. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cameron arrives on the scene and quickly finds the zombified axe murderer. It's the same one from his dream. When the other officer's bullets don't do the trick, Cameron blows off the corpse's head with his 12-gauge shotgun. Which releases more slugs. This zombie has the most comfortable zombie outfit I have ever seen. <laughs> like when I watch zombie movies and there's lady in, ladies in pajamas, or not pajamas, in uh, pantyhose and like pumps and their work clothes, mm-hmm. I'm always like, hell, mm-hmm. nightmare, right? This guy has slippers and pajamas. So comfy. <laughs> I also love this reveal. We see that Detective Cameron drives a huge heavy body classic car like Cobra does. <laughs> He's got style. Yeah. He should have banged it up a little more. (laughs) No way. He takes care of his baby (laughs) like Cobra does. (laughs) The next day, JC's absence has been noticed. Whenever JC's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking, where's JC? Yeah. That night, while everyone prepares for the formal, um, there's a cool little montage of the coeds getting ready and then all the slugs scurrying around all over the campus. (laughs) I love this too. Yeah. It's so interesting to see who washes their hair and who only does their tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, do the boys not have like a house father? No, I guess what? they don't need one. They get to be unmonitored and I the girls have so. a house mother? <laughs> I think so. Because you do kind of think like what kind of weirdo is a house father going to be? <laughs> right? Yeah. Nobody wants that job. He would be leading the gerbil thing or <laughs> weird stuff would happen, I think. Oh. Yeah, better not to have one, I guess. Yeah. Maybe they have one that, like, checks in once a month. Maybe. <laughs> like, we've got to get the place cleaned up. Housefather is coming. 
Chris finds a recorded message that JC JC posthumously left for him. JC says that the slugs have incubated in his brain, but he has discovered that they are susceptible to heat. He confesses his love to Chris and wishes him luck with Cynthia. R.I.P. JC, you had 10 times more personality than Chris. Totally the funny friend. <laughs> yeah. But do you think he was confessing his love or just saying, I love you? Like, you're my friend and I love you. I think it could easily go either way. You think so? Mm-hmm. That's not how I saw it. What'd you think? That he just was like, I'm dying. You're my best friend. I love you. I don't know. He says something about that he is never going to get a date. Yeah. So he will help his friend get dates. So he like really wants him to be happy. I think he's, I think he's a good friend. I think you could interpret it that way. It wouldn't be that crazy. All he says is, I love you. Yeah. I guess it could be. Maybe he's bi. Maybe he's bi. (laughs) Let's say he's bi. They didn't have bi people in the 80s. All right. Where was I? Uh, JC is by. <laughs> After discovering JC's corpse. JC's the- by corpse. <laughs> After discovering JC's bisexual corpse. <laughs> in the boiler room. <laughs> oh, don't laugh at JC's corpse. It's so sad. <laughs> honestly that vest he was wearing was pretty bisexual <laughs> yeah he does seem more bi than gay i think i don't know yeah uh a devastated chris recruits detective cameron he goes they got alfalfa <laughs> yeah and i was like holy shit they do look like spanky and alfalfa <laughs> uh and Detective was actually in the midst of a suicide attempt. Yeah, he was doing himself a little Sylvia Plath. He had the oven on. <laughs> yeah. Doors all taped up. But he's like, okay, got to do this one last thing. Yep. Together, they retrieve a flamethrower from the police armory. And this is where we get the fun little cameo from Dick Miller as the officer in charge of the armory. Yes. He's like, I don't have a whatever permit. Yeah. He's like, he goes, oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Detective Cameron goes, yeah, it is. And he puts his gun through the cage. And I was like, just go in the other room. We can't <laughs> shoot you in there. But they get their flamethrower. Mm-hmm. They arrive at the sorority house just as Cynthia breaks up with Brad, who she doesn't notice, but he's become possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate it if I became possessed and nobody noticed. <laughs> I would be like, wow, I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> as the slug crawls out of his mouth, Cameron shoots him and Chris hits him with the flamethrower. It's very fun. Yeah. Suddenly, the Beta Fraternity brothers show up despite having been killed in a bus crash caused by a zombie dog. <laughs> I love the zombie dog even more than the zombie cat. Yeah, he's good. The zombie dog is a really good actor. <laughs> Cameron tells the sorority sisters he has good news and bad news. The good news is their dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. I mean. I think that's one of the taglines. Peaks and pits. <laughs> A shocked Cynthia pulls herself together and her and Chris team up to destroy the outside zombies while Cameron clears the house. I love when he uses a can of aerosol hairspray and a lit cig as an impromptu yes. flamethrower. <laughs> and 10 out of 10 for the practical effects in this scene. They just don't make them Seriously, like this anymore. Seriously, so hard to agree. Lots of bulging eyes, split skulls. It's great. Can somebody, I'm trying to think of like a movie that's looked 
the same look. Like where you can tell it's an effect, but it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun that it's fine. Yeah. Recently. Uh-huh. I mean, people don't want to do that anymore. They should. They should. I mean, I will say that our friend made the movie Cyst and it was also a B movie spoof and yeah. it had a lot of that kind of thing. And we loved the effects in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you like that. Yeah. Check out Cyst. For sure. <laughs> So it's a close one, but Chris, Cynthia, and Cameron are able to stop the horde. Chris spots more slugs racing towards the basement, and Cynthia explains that a member of the sorority has stored specimen brains for biology class. In the basement, they find an enormous pile of slugs, and Cameron tape across his mouth, prepping a can of gasoline. The detective begins counting down from 20 as he splashes gasoline around the basement, and Chris counts down in sync with him. As he and Cynthia race out of the house, Chris is like, no, my new house father. <laughs> and he's like, I got to do it, kid. And gives him like a little wink. Chris is like, this is it, our last mission. <laughs> as Cameron opens the house's gas vault, gas, as Cameron opens up the house's gas valve, what the fuck? As Cameron opens up the house's gas valve, mm-hmm. valve, right? Why did I suddenly forget how to say that word? It happens to me all the time. <laughs> God, I got scared for a minute. <laughs> As Cameron opens up the house's gas valve, several slugs leap to attack him. Outside, Chris goes, Detective, thrill. <laughs> he flicks his lighter, and the house goes up in a fiery explosion, destroying the mountain of slugs. Outside, Chris and Cynthia share a kiss as they watch the house burn. Police cars race by the charred Cameron, who is shuffling down the street, still smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, what the f- fuck right the first time you see this yeah when he suddenly stops and falls to the ground his head then bursts open and the slugs that incubated inside his brain scamper out and slither towards a nearby cemetery suggesting the slugs have found new hosts to inhabit searchlights appear from the night sky revealing the source to be the spaceship from the beginning of the film with the aliens intending to retrieve their experiment yeah do you like the ending um yeah, I mean, at first I was like, okay, then for what? All of this for what? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just like this movie. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Yeah. There was a different ending that was used for the theatrical release. And in that one, the dog, your favorite dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, he approaches Cynthia and she bends down towards it and he opens his mouth and a slug jumps towards her. Oh, I would like that too. Because I would like to see the dog again. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dog's still out there. Nobody did anything to it. Yeah. So that's a loose thread. Yeah. Go go out there, little dog. Do your thing. (laughs) This Mostly this movie made me feel like university life is bustling. Right? Um, Yeah. There's like 10 parties every night. You have to have formal wear just at the ready. Yeah. Their party actually looked fun. Yeah. At the very beginning, when they're having, like, that big party, mm-hmm. that looks fun. It all looks fun. And you have to make time to, like, run around your sorority house halfway undressed, <laughs> too. Yeah. I'm glad I only do school online. I don't have the energy for all of that stuff. Yeah, and you don't have to um, deal with any human brains, either. No. Not I online. I would say, are these vegan brains? <laughs> if a brain comes from a vegan? You keep having this idea about vegan things <laughs> coming from a vegan is that cow no <laughs> cows are vegans 
That's like, um, what if a monkey makes you a sandwich? <laughs> Why I would never let a monkey touch my sandwich. What are you talking about? You know the things that they do with their hands. <laughs> Why is that like, what if a monkey makes me a there sandwich? There used to be a video. It was like about stupid questions that vegans get. And then it would be like... <laughs> Try, well, what if you were like on a desert island and there was nothing else to eat? Well, what if a monkey made you a sandwich? What does the monkey making the sandwich have to do with anything? I don't know. Animal labor? <laughs> like it was a vegan sandwich, but a monkey yeah, made it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know like what kind of wage the monkey's getting. That's an ethical ethical dilemma right there. <laughs> sure is. Does this monkey have a union? <laughs> uh, do they have health care? What if it's just, I don't know. A monkey I know. <laughs> I don't know any monkeys. My friend I, the monkey. No, I don't want to know any monkeys. <laughs> it is not like that. It is not a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got to think about this monkey thing. What if a monkey made me a sand? I wouldn't take it. Would you take it? To be polite? Yeah. I mean, if you made me a vegan one. <laughs> it's peanut butter and banana. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you shit. Would, and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've all seen that video of the monkey that sticks his finger in his own butthole and falls off the branch because it smells so bad <laughs> and they do all the other things they do so i don't know how much like health food safety handling training that the monkey has had that is a concern as well that is my biggest concern <laughs> also hair but you're too nice you would take it i'll be like thank you i'm gonna save this <laughs> For, i just ate <laughs> Definitely packing this for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, no thanks. <laughs> I can't. I'm vegan. <laughs> the monkey made it. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I draw the line. That's it. <laughs> Everything else is fine. But I'm vegan when it comes to monkeys making my sandwiches. <laughs> Okay, we figured it out. That's veganism. <laughs> That's why you came to the show. <laughs> um, I have... Do you want to talk some more about the movie? Let's talk some more about the movie. Yes. Before we do ratings. Let's do it. Um, when the aliens come back at the end, you're like, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> totally forget. There are some things that I would like to know. What are we doing? Why is this here? You know what I mean? Yeah, why is why, that one alien? Why did that one alien like want to release it? Need it so bad. He was just evil. He looked evil. Yeah, he had an evil little face. He, their faces were kind of more shaped like that Mexican alien that just came out. What? What? You know that little Mexican alien that just came out? The new alien that just dropped. <laughs> yeah, the little paper mache alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, their faces look more like that. Like, not so round at the top, like a teardrop, but more, like, flat in the face. I thought of that freaking, what was that, Smurf? Oh, yeah, the angry Smurf. (laughs) Right? He was angry? Yeah, wasn't he, like, a mad Smurf or something? (laughs) Are we thinking about the same Smurf? He has a little snarl. (laughs) (laughs) No. Papa Smurf. He's a house father. (laughs) He is a house father. He's a mushroom house father. <laughs> no, I'm talking about that Smurf that was like in some memes. And <laughs> that one was like, what a difference the fit can. You know what I'm talking about? No. 
Oh my gosh. Wait, what does he have to do with it? He looks like the alien. <laughs> when you said Mexican, sir, I thought of this alien. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think he was Mexican. And Mexican Smurf. <laughs> You're right. When you said Mexican alien, I thought of this little Smurf guy. And I said, I don't think he's Mexican. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look, we don't know if Smurfs are Mexican or not. <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I see no clear indication, honestly. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> they do live in a very patriarchal society. Well, a lot of my Mexican friends were not allowed to watch the Smurfs. Really? Yeah. Because they're little demons? I think so, something. I was allowed to watch it. Gargamel? Gargamel. He seems evil. He is evil. <laughs> he would throw... No, I don't even think Gargamel would throw the the alien slug to Earth. I have to look up the Smurf. <laughs> the Smurfs are supposed to be three apples tall, and that's taller than I imagine. Smurf cat. What? How did you come up with this so fast? Do you have this saved? I just searched Smurf. <laughs> There he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's like a little AI Smurf. He looks more realistic and not like a cartoon. And also a cat. And a cat. Yeah, he's furry. Do you think he's Mexican? Uh, let me see him again. <laughs> or alien. No. I don't think he's Mexican. Are Smurfs aliens? No. They're like elves. They're woodland creatures? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like Nordic. That guy is. Oh. Maybe he's from Iceland. Hmm. Everything that I ever see that looks pretty and nice is Iceland. And his little green background looks nice. Oh, this <clears> is <throat> explaining the Smurf cat. The origins. I think it's funny that when I said Mexican alien, you thought of this Smurf cat. I don't know why. I am so <laughs> confused about what happened here. <laughs> Because you said all over the internet, and I've been seeing the Smurf cat. <laughs> You're not seeing the Mexican alien? Uh, yeah. I like the Mexican alien. They were just handling it and throwing it around like it wasn't, if it was for real, like what an artifact. But Mexican alien, they were just like <laughs> picking them up and putting them on pillows and passing them around. Oh, my gosh. I seen somebody make a Mexican alien out of masa. I did. I saw that, too. I was like, that looks honestly delicious. I eat it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the aliens come back at the end. <laughs> it's really funny. It's a really funny movie. It is. Yeah. It's really funny and it's really fun. Yeah. It's I, a good time. I really like the friendship between JC and Chris a lot. Yeah. At first I'm like, Chris is really boring mm -hmm. compared to JC, but you know, he, he kind of gets a little, once he starts fighting. Yeah. When he aliens. comes out of his shell. Or not aliens, fighting zombies. So why do you think these slugs turn them into aliens? Just because. Why do they turn them into zombies? Yeah. You're like, what's the point? What's the point? I don't know. World domination, I guess. Just because, yeah. Seems like there could be easier ways. <laughs> yeah, because then now you have these um, zombies on Earth that you got to deal with. Why is this your experiment? <laughs> You know what this is? 
a lab leak. Yeah. <laughs> There's the proof. <laughs> <laughs> what else about this movie? I've already talked about the effects look great. I love them. Yeah. Do you think it has pacing issues? Nope. That's the only criticism I've seen. of it. I don't think it does either. I think it moves right along. So do I. I like all of the settings. Like, I like to see JC and Chris's dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really made me think, like, how do you live that way? Yeah, I love the beginning part in the 50s. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, no part was I ever bored. Yeah. It's a good movie. All right. Should we do some reviews? Yeah. Let's see. I here. can't imagine people would not like this movie. Malton, nothing. <laughs> Video <laughs> hounds, two and a half. Zombie bones. Okay. Uh, in 1958, an alien organism lands on Earth and infects a person who is then frozen. Yep, succinct. 30 years later, he is accidentally unfrozen and starts spreading infection throughout a college town. B-movie homage contains every horror cliche there is. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah. Two and a half bones is not bad. I think it's kind of low. I think it's low. Uh, Fangoria, three and a half stars. For all the hijinks, critters, and splatter, Night of the Creeps' secret weapon is Tom Atkins as Detective Ray Cameron, who investigates the odd going goings on at Corman University and comes to discover they're tied directly to his troubled past. I agree. He is like the cornerstone of this movie. Yes. I think he's great in this movie. Yeah. And there's a reason why it's his favorite. Yeah, totally. I think Rusty's really good in it, too. He is pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to think if he's a good Rusty. He's a good Rusty. It's hard to be a Rusty when the Rusty before you was Farmer Ted. Hmm. Remember, like, thinking he was so gross in this Rusty Lampoon. Yeah. He's not a cute kid. This was the National Lampoons where both the kids were ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but in this movie, I like him. Yeah. He does look like Spanky. 100% <laughs> looks like a big Spanky. And JC looks like Alfalfa. Very funny. I guess that makes their little girlfriend Darlene. <laughs> you want to do some ratings? Sure. I like this movie a lot. I'm going to go 8.5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would even say 9. Wow. I know. There isn't anything that I don't like about it. Yes. I like the way the characters talk to each other. I like the other sorority sisters. The uh, My one beef is I don't understand these fraternity brothers. Why are they all 33-year-old dads? <laughs> <laughs> and they love beer steins. Were people so into them in 1986? I guess. They're cool. I don't know. We had one at my house when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We had a couple. They're by the fireplace decorations. I never saw anybody drink out of them. <laughs> Have you ever seen anybody drink out of one in real life? Mm, uh, actually, I think I have at Mug Club. Oh, yeah. but Or probably like a Slurpee day, you know? Uh-huh. Bring one in. That'd be fun. One of the zombies is like staggering across the lawn, and he's still clutching his beer stuff. <laughs> they're in this party bus, like going to the pick up the girls for the formal, and they're all, we're going to get done, dudes. Right? And they fucking party. They're so excited. And I thought, gosh, like, do they never have sex? <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably. Do they have regular uh, sex? 
In college, do you have regular sex with your college boyfriend? Do you? Yes. Or is it still like a weird, exciting thing like when you're a teenager or very young? Not I very young, but I you know, know. early. I didn't go to a college like that. I know. It seems like such a different life. Like I can't yeah. even, it's, it's just such an experience that I will like never have. Until next year when you go to. When CSU. I go to <laughs> Cal State and live in the fucking Bilbo Baggins house. <laughs> yeah. In the Shire. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So I always think whenever I see movies like this about college life, like, I have no idea what that's like. I bet it's fucking fun. It looks fun. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always look fun. Like, I don't know. It's like I would not Legionnaires do. Outbreaks. I just would not do the sorority stuff where they're no. like making you do stuff. No, I'm not going to do that either. I don't like to be bossed around. That's and why then, I don't want an like HOA. And then, like, the girls, they just don't seem that cool for me to want to hang out with them. The sorority girls? Mm-mm. Well, there's the girl in the beret later on. Well, in this movie, they seem fine. Yeah, but Especially the girls, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I think it was like a party all the time. How do you get your schoolwork done? I don't know. I bet you some of them don't. You have to prioritize. I would not have thrived in that situation when (laughs) I was 19. I would have 100% like had to drop out of school. I would have been barely skating by. What a life. What an existence sleepover every day <laughs> i would not like to share a dorm though i don't think no probably not looks terrible i'm a very private person i like to have my own space yeah so i would not like that i wouldn't like jc and chris's little setup where they sleep fucking three feet from each other on little futon couches or whatever with yeah. no sheets on them right that's where the beds were? Yep. Weird. But now Chris gets an automatic 4.0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we really like this movie. I think you should watch it. Yes. I bet you a lot of our our listeners have seen this movie. Yeah. But if you haven't. Watch it. Yeah, man. It's super fucking fun. Very funny. Very fun. Great effects. Decent acting. It does not take place during Halloween, but there is a line about what is this Halloween, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all you need. Yeah, there's no costumes. Mm-mm. But there are cummerbunds. <laughs> cummerbunds. Yep. Cummerbunds. That being cummerbunds is not where you think it'll be. <laughs> I, me and my spell check the other day, we're going through it, trying <laughs> to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> but I got it. It's like when, before I learned to spell restaurant, like last year, my, <laughs> my spell check would be like restrained. And I was like, no. And it would be all <laughs> resort. And I was like, no. I love when you're so wrong that the spell check is just like, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> that was me. And I felt like I wasn't that far off, but it was like, I don't know what you want. I want restaurant. Now I have to say the, every letter out loud to myself, like when I spell restaurant Wednesday, Wind- Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, yep. That's what you do? Rest our aunt. Speaking of aunts, mm-hmm. did you see that Andrew Farmer and his thirty-one ants of Halloween are back? I did. Fucking hilarious! <laughs> I love it. The first one was a skinnamarink ant. Mm-hmm. I love somebody who's so into ant culture. Yeah, right. Horror and ant culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check him out on Instagram. Yeah. Andrew Farmer. 
All right. We did it. We did it. And you know what I want to talk about? What? Some spooky events. But wait, what's our next movie? Oh, our next movie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a hint. Uh Uh-huh. It was also chosen by fans. It was our number two pick. Um, it just lost to Night of the Creeps, and we said we want to do that one too. Yep. So we chose it. We're doing Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, baby. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Love it. Can't wait. I do love this movie. It yes. has a horror character in it that I really don't like. Too creepy. Top and hat, I will have to find the photo of me where I look just like him. Like the top hat baby? Yeah. When that's, you were a baby or, how, or on purpose? How, no, that's how I looked when I was a baby. Like age. Why? I had blonde hair. Did you have the little formal costume? No. Oh. I did not wear the outfit. Well, that's cute. I want to see that. <laughs> and this is one of the movies I did watch as a kid. So Did you? That's always fun. I think I was a little bit older when I saw it, but I was a teenager. Yeah, I might have been like an older kid. You yeah. Know? But still. I'm excited to do this one. Have we done any Stephen King before? We did. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Yep. And Children of the Corn Part 27. <laughs> I watched all the sequels. Yeah. Actually, I still need to see the new one now. But they'll never stop. You'll never be free. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. You're in the corn. Yeah. I'm still in the corn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always think, and I think I said this on that episode, I don't understand why people, how people get lost in the corn maze. Just fucking start walking. Right? You'll get out. Yeah, you push down the stocks. That's what I did last a couple years ago. When you got lost in the corn maze? Mm-hmm. Did you finally hit the road? Yeah. That's what you got to do. W- yeah, you just got to go through the side. Did you eat any corn on your way? No. I did see some, like, rotten corn, though. Ugh. <laughs> what if a monkey gave you some rotten corn? <laughs> Would you have to eat it? Have to. As a vegan rule. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, there's a lot of rules for being a vegan. <laughs> Didn't know there were so many monkey-related rules. That's upsetting for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did you know, being vegan has a lot to do with monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> They're our closest relative. <laughs> Isn't it like monkeys and then some other animal where you're like, what? Like Pigs? seahorses or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not seahorses. What is it? Pigs. Pigs? No, I don't think it is. But pigs are really smart. You would say that as a vegan. Pigs are really smart. I know. I tried to think about it. (laughs) I think they say pigs are smarter than dogs. If I had to pick an animal to eat just based on personality, I would eat the monkey. (laughs) Because I don't like them. And that's why I will never stop eating chicken. Because I hate them, like, as a species. Okay. A baby chick? Very cute. Uh, Chicken? Awful. (laughs) Deserves what it gets. Aww. Oh, come on. Have you ever met a chicken in real life? Yes. And you yeah. probably know some fucking nice chicken <laughs> you're going to say right now. Oh, You know yeah. what else are really smart? What? Turkeys. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're like historically really dumb. No, they're really actually really don't smart. Don't they drown in rainstorms or whatever? Like they don't know to not look up and then they drown? I'm, let's let's check our sources and come back to this. I think that's true. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> we'll come back for the Thanksgiving episodes. <laughs> Was so. Remember when we used to do fact checks? <laughs> We'd stop doing it. Yeah. It would take us too long. <laughs> We're going to have to already send a letter of apology to Richard Gere. <laughs> Started out so complimentary. 
went really sideways. That always happens when we talk about him. <laughs> and I like him. I don't know. I just did not question it as a young person. That's all I'm saying. I know. I'm just like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The cum guzzling one, you're like 30 gallons. That's but, a lot of cum. That doesn't even make sense. How did they measure it? They pumped the stomach yeah. into all these fucking empty milk Common jugs. sense, guys. Don't believe everything How you hear. How many <laughs> gallons do you think it was? Do you think it just never happened or that the gallons were exaggerated? I don't think it ever happened. Oh, you have a hard time believing that one? Yeah. The fucking la- one with a gerbil? Yeah. You know? Well, I heard that one when I was young. <laughs> oh, yeah. You heard this one from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. It's like different celebrities sometimes, too, that guzzle the cum. But Rod Stewart was the one that I always heard. Hmm. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that you have to do that as a fucking fraternity dare sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure. The they do that thing where they stand around and jerk off on a cracker or whatever. Cum. Monkey cum? <laughs> Fuck. Ugh. Extra dirty <laughs> with their dirty hands. <laughs> I know monkeys love masturbating. <laughs> no, they do. I know one thing. <laughs> I know one thing is that that monkey putting his finger up his butt was stimulating his prostate. <laughs> <laughs> I know what monkeys love pegging. What? Pegging? They love pegging. They're our closest relative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is pegging a monkey vegan? no it's getting pegged by a monkey vegan yes it's very complicated these rules <laughs> the monkey consents no you can't know that they speak sign language <laughs> Coco did yeah, yeah. Coco was all ball <laughs> all ball we were misunderstanding what you wanted. Gosh. Lipstick. <laughs> That's the other cat, right? That's a cute name for a cat. Yeah. Maybe we misunderstood that too. So people are going to be so confused during this episode. Hey, they don't know about Coco the no. gorilla and his peccadillos. Her. Her. Right? Her? Wasn't Coco, Coco a girl? I think all gorillas are boys. <laughs> That's so sexist of you. <laughs> I know. Cancel me. <laughs> all gorillas are boys. What if that was a thing from this whole episode? All the things we said that got us canceled. People got mad. Because <laughs> it's not vegan to say all gorillas are boys. <laughs> no. That's going to get you. Sorry. I don't know what's girls if all all gorillas are boys. Um, bunnies. All bunnies. All bunnies are, are girls. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's what we thought when I was a kid that we had two girl bunnies, and guess what? <laughs> we didn't. And then guess what? We did have a million bunnies. Yep. Yeah. They were really cute, though. My dad brought them home. He was gonna kill them, and we were gonna eat them, and they were in a crate and alive. Why would you do that? You only do that as a dad, as a house father, if you want <laughs> pet bunnies. 
if you have three daughters we were like no and then we had to keep the bunnies yeah and we did their names were snowball and midnight very creative names for bunnies <laughs> and for the whole rest of the time my parents lived at that house in the back field it was just fucking every spring tons of bunnies it was cute though you could see them in and the, then what the did you do with the baby bunnies they just ran free oh okay the bunnies lived in the chicken coop with the chickens and then the chickens thought they were rabbits and they would get down in like the bunny burrows. Mm. And one time my dad was trying to get rid of the bunny burrows and he put the hose down there to like make any bunnies come out and some bubbles came out and he was like, oh shit. So he dug down in there and there were baby bunnies that were in a little nest down there and he took them out in a little towel and mm-hmm. we kept them warm and they were fine. Aww. And they got away. They hopped off to live another day. All the baby bunnies hop in in the springtime. So cute. You would look out the back window and they would just be like, hop, hop, like just arching and crossing <laughs> each other. It was adorable. All girls. All girls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that all cats are girls and all dogs are boys, though. No. Some dogs are girls. Hmm. Some dog. some cats are boys. Yeah. Too. But it mostly is true. A lot of dogs are boys. <laughs> Whenever I meet a dog, I'm always like, afraid to misgender it <laughs> right well it's like oh what's their name because i'm afraid they'll you say well, what's his name and they'll go oh her name is crackers or whatever and you're like oh sorry she's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your gorilla's name what's his name <laughs> that's what i say every time about gorillas though because <laughs> i know for a fact it's a boy <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking for prostate stimulation. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> what is happening to I us? I don't know. It's this cocktail that we got. <laughs> wow. Made me cuckoo. We just had one. I know, but it was powerful. Yeah, it was mighty. All right. What else we got going on, Cor? Okay. Can I talk about? We love the movie. Some spooky events. Put a pin in the movie. Yeah. So, if you live in Bakersfield, like we do, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up that we want to tell you about. Mm -hmm. First thing is Evil Dead the Musical. It is happening at the Ovation Theater in beautiful downtown Bakersfield. It starts October 6th and goes all the way to Halloween. I think this looks so fun. It does look really fun. I'm excited to see it. And we're going to go see it. Hell yeah. So maybe we'll see you there. Yeah. I love it. You can find out more info if you go to at the Ovation Theater on Instagram. Cool. Are you going to wear your little top hat, baby top hat? <laughs> I don't have one. I have one. I have two. You can pick which one you want to wear. I mean, we have to go with chainsaws, maybe? Oh, it's not formal. <laughs> Our formal chainsaws? The theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is on a little, a little chain, <laughs> and I attach it to my little pocket yeah and my vest and my <laughs> and then i wear my overcoat that'd be very cute thank you also on october 21st coven crawl is happening Woo-hoo! coven crawl is a witch themed bar crawl mm-hmm. i organize it it is our third time doing it it's really fun i had a great time last year yeah it was super fun so you can go to at Coven Crawl on Instagram. Check it out. It starts at 7 p.m. on October 21st. I'll be there. It's free. You just go. You just yep. go and you buy drinks if you want to. 
Yeah, which you probably do, because why else would you? You wear a witch hat. Yeah, you have to. You have to be a witch. You have to. Me and Corey, we have matching witch hats. Mm-hmm. I think that's cute. <laughs> Everybody is always like, I bought the cutest witch hat. And I'm like, I know exactly which hat you have. And then we always have the same hat. Which witch hat? Which witch hat? And finally, we have horror trivia Woo! again. Yay! I posted this, I don't know how many times, six times. Wow. Last, last year, Sarah joined me. Mm-hmm. She's back. We are hosting it as Gag Me With The Chainsaw. And it is at The Sinking Ship at Tiki Co. in Bakersfield. CS do live comedy. Yeah. <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs> Very good at that. Uh, October 29th. Not sure on the time yet. But follow us mm-hmm. at Gag Me With A Chainsaw mm-hmm. or at Tiki Co. Yep. Bakersfield. Another cool, interesting development. What? We have a t-shirt. <gasps> it's true. Tell us about the t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> You should buy our t-shirt. It's very cute. It is high quality. <laughs> it says gag me with a chainsaw on the front. Uh-huh. Just a little where the pocket would be. Okay. Subtle. Subtle. Classy. The back says, if you can read this, Michael Myers fell off. If you've been listening to the show, you should get it. Yeah. Right? Did we talk about it last episode? I can't remember. No. Okay. And Halloween ends. We talked about it on our Halloween 4 episode, though, a little bit. I think we mentioned it. Okay, we did. Halloween ends. Everybody in the world that watched it for a split second, we all thought Michael Myers was on the back of Corey's motorcycle. <laughs> yes, it was edited to make you think that. Very strangely. Do you think it was on purpose, or do you think that it was bad editing? I think it was bad editing. I do, too. But it's good. Yeah. It works out. Because it was so funny. <laughs> Corey and I both like <gasps> to each other. And then we were like, oh, my God, that Michael Myers was on the back of that motorcycle. He wasn't. But imagine if he was. This is the shirt for you. Yeah. It's very funny. If you want to show that you make him ride, bitch. Yeah, make Michael Myers ride, bitch. He has to put his arms around you <laughs> when you go around the corners. <laughs> he didn't. And guess what happened? He fell off. He fell off. <laughs> go to our Instagram and... The t-shirt information is there. Yeah. Right? There's a link in the bio. And we don't really make any money off of this. It's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. And you should wear it to Horror Trivia. That would be cool. Maybe we can give an extra point. I think so. (laughs) We're saying it. It's official. Confirmed. (laughs) We make the rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Get a t-shirt. Street team. (laughs) Street team. Show the world. Yep. You got anything else, Cor? That's all I got. I think that's about all I got, too. Uh, read Mel Brooks's autobiography. Okay. It's great. I'm reading it right now. It's not scary. But it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Okay. Right? As always. As always. Please make a donation to the Bakersfield Burrito Project and help feed our hungry and homeless neighbors here in Bakersfield. Hmm. Bake a burrito project on Cash App and Vedmo. You know what would make a good birthday present for me? What? A Visa gift card. Yes. Second, <laughs> a donation to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Yes. Honestly, if you want to do that instead, I would understand. <laughs> and I would like it. So donate to them. Help them out. They're always just barely getting by, but they're out there every single week still. Yeah, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Also... 
if you can't afford a t-shirt right now, times are tough, economy, uh, things are expensive. Not mm-hmm. our t-shirts, but other things. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to pay rent. Yep. But you want to do something nice for us, you can leave us a review. Yeah. And that's free. Mm-hmm. Five-star review. Mm-hmm. I would like that for my birthday, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of options for yeah. Sarah's birthday. Uh-huh. It's true. I'll put up a wish list. <laughs> you can call us. We did want calls. What do we want to hear about? Oh, your <laughs> celebrity uh, urban legends that you know. Yes. Right? Sexual ones. Sexual ones. Preferred. Who did you hear guzzled the cum? <laughs> I bet you some people got Richard Gere confused in that one. Oh, yeah. They're similar. Poor Richard Gere. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I watched American Gigolo recently. He's great. Yeah. All right. What else, Cor? Well, I already said you could follow us on Instagram at gag me with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't give the phone number. You can call us, 661-454-7499. Tell us your most intimate urban legends. Or just wish us happy Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) That's cute. I love it. All right. Is that it, Gore? I'm sorry. Is that it, Gore? (laughs) That's it, Scare. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll see you next time. Uh, Not for Pet Cemetery though. Ooh, gonna have some little special bonus stuff. We got some bonus stuff for spooky season. Keep an eye out for that. All right. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. Gear? Gear. Gear. Gear.